Hubhopper Originals. You have to meet the boy and his family. The Panditji deems your match astrologically harmonious. The date, day, and time of his and your birth are appropriate for your matrimonial union. Your interests in his? Not sure. Your values in his? Not sure either. Your mother stresses over the appropriateness of the number of pleats in your sari. The first impression must be the best impression. Maybe the five extra pleats add too much volume. They may make you come across as a painted woman. Know the oddity lay in the yellowness of the sari. You change and wear your older sister's pink one. Your mother tells you not to wear red lipstick that's too bold. Only a slight tinge of rouge to the cheeks. A tinge is a tinge. You go downstairs. Your mother hushes you into the kitchen. They're coming soon. You were to prepare tea. The tea has to be good for only the taste of the tea will determine whether there would be a follow-up meeting. It would define whether you're truly worthy of the boy or not. Because the skill of adding tea leaves and sugar and milk to boiling water is an irrefutable determiner of your character and compatibility and intellect. Your mother has already taken out her fanciest china, the one she refused to let you use when your boss came over for dinner. She has turned on the AC in the drawing room and arranged the cushions and the photo frames. The frames today only adorn your pictures. There are some from your older sister's wedding, but she's not in any of them. Others are from the day of your graduation and award ceremonies. You're disgusted at the ostentation. But she's your mother and you have to love her and all her actions because they're always in your best interest. The chandelier is turned on. The curtains are drawn back. You see your jaw napping outside on the grass that's recently been planted. In the plants that line up at the back of the garden, you spot a single yellow flower. You gaze into the flower. You see the greenness around fade away. Soon you're staring too hard, focusing all visionary energy on that yellow flower. You see black and red vortex rings swimming around as all forms and figures wane. You sense your eyes strain until they start to water. Your dog sits up, startling you. You look away and retreat into the kitchen. The bell rings. Instrumental jingle bells blares through the small speaker that notifies the house of a visitor. You're embarrassed at the sound. Your older sister hated the ringtone, you hate the ringtone, and your younger sister doesn't seem too fond of it either. But it's still been ringing every day, no one bothering to change it. You instinctively head towards the door. Your mother stops you and points towards the kitchen. You must wait. Don't come out until I tell you to. Taste the tea before serving, she says. You know what she means is don't flub it up. You are 24 and you should want this match to work out as much as she does. She looks at you intently, taking you in, your face, your hair, your attire. Before leaving the kitchen with her finger, she dots the back of your ear with her black gold that lines her eyes. It's for good luck to prevent evil spirits from nearing you. You recognize how real this is. You shiver even though it's the month of June. You hear your father open the door and greet them. You cringe to hear his voice dripping with blandishment. Your mother joins him and welcomes them into the house. You try to peep covertly from behind the kitchen door. 
your younger sister jocularly smacks you, gesturing with her eyes to concentrate on the simmering tea. She helps you in its preparation instead of studying for her high school exams. You've never really been culinarily adept. You wonder if it's her older sister that she's thinking about. She acquired all her epicurean skills from her. You hear soft chit-chatting through the kitchen door. You strain your ears to get a whiff of what's happening. There seem to be three, no, four people. Your mother comes and tells your younger sister to carry water outside. The smile pasted on your mother's face dies out in a jiffy and her serious anxiety-ridden face resurfaces. She eyes you and untucks a strand of your hair from behind your ear. She examines you from head to toe another time, now frustrating you with her pedantry. This is your cue too. You pour the tea into the cups, arrange the cups in the tray and wait to carry the tray now into the living room. You must perform well. Your sister returns. It's your turn now. She winks at you naughtily and nods in approval. She likes the look of the boy. That's a good start. You're almost excited but you remember what your older sister told you a few months into her marriage. Hide till you can. Be invisible. Bend, lay, crouch, bow, anything to last longer. Be boring. Be somber and submissive and subdued. Smile only a little. Don't show your teeth. Make small talk if asked. You take a deep breath, nod at your younger sister and go to the living room. The moment you enter, everyone pauses conversation and looks at you. You gulp. You hate being under the spotlight. All the world doesn't have to be a fucking stage all the time, you think. You stretch your lips awkwardly. You hope it can be read off as a smile. You try not to straight up eyeball the boy. He's almost good looking. He's got dark, soft-looking hair, fair skin, a short, almost inviting stubble, clean fingernails and expensive cufflinks. He shouldn't be like your older sister's man, you wishfully think. He'll probably care for you too, like he seems to care for himself. Salon appointments and the like. You observe the rest of the guests. He's come with his mother, father and sister. The sister is younger to him and beams brightly at you. You immediately feel lighter and release your breath. You place the tray on the table and take a seat across from the boy's family. The mother and father return your namaskar. The boy nods kindly at you in acknowledgement. As you sit silently, aware of all your actions being inspected, you wince inside. You know each twitch of your muscle, every micro movement of your body is watched closely, conspicuously. You think maybe you should have told your father about your older sister, Sarika's man, about what he used to do to her. Maybe things could have ended differently. Maybe things could have ended with her alive. Maybe you wouldn't have had to fake this family of four. Maybe you wouldn't have been forced into marrying a stranger too. Or maybe it wouldn't have made a difference. Maybe guising Sarika's miscarriage as accidental was okay. Maybe your mother, who still continues to overpass her daughter's truth, is right in doing so. Maybe not telling your father or anyone else did save in a messed-up world the family name. 
Maybe you could tell your father now about the lies and the beatings, the fights and the molestation. About Sarika's 3am silent phone calls whose conversations consisted of nothing but her pounding heart and shallow breathing for tears could be too loud. About her man's abrupt changeovers from cooking dinner for her to banging the vessels. About that accidental miscarriage which was not an accident. Maybe he did know. Maybe he too condoned it with silence like your mother. Maybe you should stop thinking about gory things. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट